You're listening to the On The Go with VAO News Podcast for the week ending June 10th, 2016. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is our weekly recap of the top headlines from the Daily Acquisition News. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Bill Olfer, VAO content developer and senior news writer. And I'm Dara Curran, content developer and fellow news writer. The General Services Administration has announced several new features on the professional services hallway in its acquisition gateway. GSA has added expert articles on incorporating sustainability into the One Acquisition Solution for Integrated Services, or OASIS, contract, a guide to incorporating greenhouse gas inventories into OASIS task orders, and a primer on using shared services for professional services. They've also added a white paper examining the value of using time and materials contracts for complex professional services, additional enterprise professional services solutions, including civilian and Department of Defense contract vehicles, a contracting officer toolkit, which includes a list of websites professional services contracting officers use when performing acquisition functions, and an index of professional services articles listing all expert articles and indices for tools and templates, training and events, and government-wide strategic planning documents. GSA's 18F team has awarded the first task order under its Agile Services Blanket Purchase Agreement. On June 6, 18F announced it had awarded True Tandem a $150,000 contract to deliver the public beta launch of a dashboard for the Federal Risk and Authorization Management Program. According to the announcement, 14 vendors bid for the work with an average bid price of $120,626. Nominations are open for the 2016 Secretary of the Navy's Innovation Awards, which recognize individuals or teams in various categories, including innovation leadership, innovation catalyst, data analytics, technology development, automated process development, innovation scholarship, enlisted innovator, and outside the box. Submissions are due December 31st. Nomination forms are available online and may be submitted via the Innovation Awards portal or by email to don underscore innovation at navy.mil. Winners will be announced in March 2017. Ooh, it's a long way off. It is. <laughs> On the lighter side of the news, a proposed rule published this week would amend the FAR to delete references to telegraph and telegram communications <laughs> and replace those terms with an option for electronic communication. Who says the government moves slowly? <laughs> Thomas Edison is rolling over in his grave. <laughs> if for any reason you object to this proposed rule, you have until August 5th to submit a comment. You'll take my telegraph when you pry it from my cold dead hands, honey. Ten years learning Morse code. For I know. <laughs> On June 2nd, OFPP Administrator Ann Rung and Federal CIO Tony Scott provided guidance to agencies on improving the acquisition and management of software licenses, which accounts for some $6 billion in annual spending across 42,000 transactions. Yes, it's another area ripe for gathering under category management. Yes, that's exactly where it's going, and with the same sort of treatment as well that we've seen applied to mobile telecom services and computer workstations, a move towards greater alignment and consistency in product. And yeah, one thing about this is this is software. There's 
been previously so much range and variation available. You know, if you think of mobile devices and computers that were previously brought under category management, you know, a laptop is a laptop and a phone mm -hmm. is a phone. And you might have some def you know, specifications here and there, different brands, but, you know, when mm -hmm. it comes to software, this is can be a really, you know, it's the wild west of, you know, with different products. And, mm -hmm. and so leveraging what is commercially available is a, a critical first step here into lassoing the horses. <laughs> and uh, of course, as with all of the Catman initiatives, there is a specialized team that's been placed in charge. In this case, it's the Enterprise Software Category Team, or ESCT, and they will be guiding development of the government-wide software license agreements that will be mandatory for agency use. The group will also have other responsibilities. Obviously, they'll be charged with identifying existing best-in-class software agreements and publicizing best practices for software license management, developing new government-wide software agreements, and reducing redundancy in other software purchasing vehicles. Related to this, at least two new enterprise software agreements will be launched by the end of calendar years 2016 and 2017, and creating a new business case review process for anybody who does decide they want to get approval outside the new process for their software. And agencies do have some homework to do. Uh, first, they need to appoint a software manager who will report right to the CIO and manage all agency licenses and agreements. Uh, they need to create a baseline inventory of all software license products in use in their systems by September 30th, 2016. And then they will also be responsible for keeping those updated. Agencies also must analyze inventory data to consolidate, identify cost savings opportunities, and ensure compliance. They must develop automated, repeatable processes to aggregate software license and maintenance requirements for commercial and commercial off-the-shelf software applications. And beginning November 30th, 2016, agencies must report on a quarterly basis all cost savings and cost avoidance attributable to improved software licensing management. There's, you know, an invisible side effect, I think, to this with cybersecurity being such an emphasis. Keeping track of what software you have running on your system and is it up to date? Are the patches being rolled out? Things like that. I think that, you know, as a corollary, this is really going to help systematize that inventory yeah. and keeping track of it and stuff. So that's, yeah, that's exactly. sort of a, a nice side benefit. Right. Well, and then you combine that with cloud and it makes it so much easier to keep everything up to date if you've got one you've got your software kind of stored in one location and you're updating one license and one patch that everybody accesses from the cloud, then you don't have to roll it out and send a disk to everybody's, you know, computer. Yes. Or, you know, log yeah. into every individual laptop across your agency. It's just, you know, it's a few places on the cloud and you just buy the extra licenses so that you have enough people can use it, but you don't need to be you need to be updating a million <laughs> million laptop and desktop computers. Right, yeah. So this should make, hopefully, things easier for people after the initial lift. So yep. that is it for us for this week. If you're a government agency subscriber to the Virtual Acquisition Office website, links to all the headlines we discussed today can be found on the same page where you downloaded the podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in again next Friday, June 17th, to catch up on all the latest developments from the Daily Acquisition News. Goodbye. <laughs>